Good afternoon, y'all. It's great to see y'all today um, on this wonderful Tuesday. You guys, I remember um, sometimes you got to do things you don't want to do in order to save people's life, right? Um, in order to get your point across. I remember whenever I was uh, in the dating world in my previous life, um, my uh, girlfriend that I was with, she had asthma really, 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 really bad. And on my first date that I went out with her, she, I didn't know she had asthma, and she had an asthma attack and passed out. Like she stopped breathing. Her lips were blue, and I'm like, oh my gosh, this is not a good first date, right? To take her body to her dad and say, I'm sorry I killed your daughter on the first date. Um, so it just became part of whenever we would go out. Like she was constantly having asthma attacks. Well, I finally realized that she has an Epi, EpiPen in her purse. And so I remember one time she was having a bad asthma attack. And I reached into her purse and grabbed the little pin, and she, not fought me, but she was like, she didn't want it. And she was wheezing and turning purple, and, but she didn't want it. And I finally just kind of bound her hands, and I just, and, I, and I'm like, wow, that could be a really mean thing, but I had to save her life, like literally. Um, and so the idea is that sometimes you got to do things that may not be the, seem to be the nicest thing, but you're saving that person's life. The gospel reminds me of that today. Jesus seemingly is doing some vicious things. He is like in their face. But it's for their good, right? So I want to tease this out. Remember, this is Mark. Mark presents Jesus as exorcist, as confronting issues, as really trying to uh, bring about his message. But he is not going to back down from the scribes and Pharisees. So the scene is um, Jesus' uh, apostles they're beginning to eat their meals without washing their hands. Now, they weren't in a COVID environment. They'd have to wash their hands all the time. It was a religious custom for them. So they had the laws of Moses, and what the Pharisees did was that they multiplied these laws. They made them stringent and very, very, very difficult to live up to. All right? So, so that's behind the scenes of what Jesus is about to confront with the scribes and Pharisees. So they bring up to Jesus, why do your disciples not follow the tradition of the elders, but instead they eat a meal with unclean hands? And here's confronting Jesus. Well did Isaiah prophesy about you hypocrites. Hypocrites also, it means pretenders, right? Well did he talk about you pretenders. You're pretending to love God by following the law, right? They're just pretenders. Love that. He says, that is written, here's what Isaiah says, and he's pointing to them and saying, Isaiah is talking about you, buddy. This people honors me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. In vain do they worship me, teaching as doctrines human precepts. Like this would be the biggest jack slap and insult that Jesus could have done to them. Your worship is in vain, right? Your sacrifice of the lamb, in vain. All these things you're doing is distasteful towards God. Because your hearts are far from me. You're just offering up a bunch of traditional things, but you don't know God. You know about Him, and you're laying down heavy burdens on people, but you are not practicing mercy. So this is a huge insult and slap in the face to them. And he continues. This is the cool thing. He continues. He doesn't just stop right there. He leans in and punches even harder. He says, you disregard God's commandments, but you cling to human traditions. And now he's going to use scripture against them again. Remember, they're scholars of the law. So he's using what they know to try to convert them. 
He just quoted Isaiah. Now he's going to quote again from the Scriptures, from Moses. He goes on to say, How well you have set aside the commandments of God in order to uphold your traditions. And he's quoting, For Moses said, Honor your father and mother. Whoever curses father and mother shall die. But you say if someone says to their father, Any support I'm going to give to you is supposed to go to the dedication of God. So this is crazy. Jesus knows their heart. What's he talking about? Because it feels weird. It's like, okay, they're bringing up one thing, and he goes to honor your mother and father. It's because what the scribes and Pharisees did at the time was they would take the money that they were supposed to give to helping their elderly parents out, and they would say, I can't give it to you. I've got to give it to the temple. Right? But he's saying, you are breaking the commandment. And if you break that commandment, it's a dishonorable action. So Jesus knows their heart, and he's, he's calling them to conversion, is what he's doing, by getting to their mind, right? Conversion, St. Paul says, starts in the mind, the renewal of your minds. So he's going at them on their playing field, and, and he's calling them on. He says, you nullify the word of God in favor of your, of your tradition that you've handed on, and you do many such things. So he just gave them a great big dose of humility but out of love. He, he's playing hardball with them because they're so stuck in their mind, their hearts have become hardened to mercy. You would rather let your parents sit in poverty and die rather than help them out because you've got to give to the temple. right? And so Jesus is really calling them to conversion in a very deep way. And that's why I'm saying that, that experience with my ex-girlfriend, like it was for her good. And Jesus is, this is for their good. You know, because he ultimately knows this is why they're going to kill him. <laughs> he knows that his death is impending. And so he's trying with all his might to bring them to the Father. So he wants us as Catholics. Yes, we have to uphold traditions that we have in the church. But if we beat people over the head with tradition and we don't show any sort of mercy, then that's not going to help bring them to the Lord, right? I believe in that thing. We're going to walk with people. And sometimes we use this to a, a, a fault. I'm just going to accept you where you're at, right? I'm just going to accept you right where you're at. Well, that's good, and that's the beginning, but we can't leave them there, right? What if that would happen? What if I was a doctor, and Allie broke her arm, and I'm just walking with her, and she goes, oh, you broke your arm. Yeah, but I'm just going to leave it like this, but I can fix it. No, that's okay. Will you just accept me as I am? <laughs> that wouldn't be very charitable, because I can actually fix her arm. But because I love her, I'm going to let her arm stay broke, even though I can fix it. doesn't make any sense, does it? Same thing in the spiritual life. As we journey with people, Jesus didn't want to leave the scribes and Pharisees where they were. He wanted to journey with them, though their hearts were hardened, to try to bring them to conversion. And so as we journey with people in our call as missionary disciples, we meet people where they're at, but we love them so much that we want to draw them into deeper relationship with Christ who's going to bring about the healing, right? And so there is a call to that conversion so that they don't just walk around with a broken arm all the time and say, oh, that's good. He loves me. He accepts me as I am, even though I've got a broken arm, right? Jesus wants to heal. He wants to bring about the wholeness of the human person and bring us into that relationship with the Father. So that's where we're at today, right? This is the Jesus that we see who wants to confront sin in our lives through mercy, to bring us into the Father's love. Amen.